I'm Anna. And I'm Brad. And welcome to our podcast, Continued Conversations, where we dive deeper into hot topics in rehab and the real world. Welcome back to another continued conversation podcast. You know, we were talking amongst ourselves and realized that um, some of our audience may not know the whole continue tele rehab team. And so we decided to do some, some bonus episodes here. So uh, the first person on the chopping block today, we've got Anna, who uh, if you've been listening to our episodes, you, it's a familiar voice to you. So um, Anna, I thought it would be interesting to have uh, you introduce yourself a little bit to the audience. So I know, you know, if people have been listening, they know a little bit about you, right? You started your career here at QLI, what, how many years ago? Four years, five, six? Uh, it's been now? six total, yeah. yeah. And so how many of that, uh, how many of those years were on the inpatient side? Yeah, so I did um, five years on the inpatient side, and I'm just at, ooh, getting close to a year and a half or so um, on the continued tele-rehab side now. Okay. And I did that because I moved down to Kansas City. So I transitioned away from Omaha, away from inpatient. And yeah, that's now work you, remotely. Have you talked about that a little bit for a second? So what took you to Kansas City? Yeah, so we, um, my husband and I were living up in Omaha. Neither of us have family up there, but we met in Omaha. He was working up in Omaha after he graduated from college. Um, and so we had a pair of twin boys three years ago, almost exactly three years ago. And with COVID, I think that a lot of people experienced this where, um, you know, COVID was tough. You didn't get to see anybody. And so um, his whole family lives in the Kansas City area. My family's in California. We didn't want to make the move to California, even though I am originally from the West Coast, but just wasn't really in our cards. And so Kansas City, I think, made the most sense. Um, and so we just decided we want our boys to grow up around family. We want to be able to see them more and have them form those memories. And so we made well, the move south. With two, uh, you know, twin three-year-old boys, I'm sure life was not stressful or hectic at all during COVID when you were locked in the same house with them for a while. I'm sure that was, uh, still isn't right. We're yeah. all, we're, we're just thriving. We talked about that. Yeah. We were talking about that today. Thriving. I like it. <laughs> we're <that>. surviving. <laughs> Um, well, another uh, part of this bonus episode that we want to do, we, we, as a team came up some questions to ask each other. And so, um, I'm going to pitch it over to Brad and have yeah. him kind of throw some questions at you, unless there's anything else you want to cover or have on a no. say about herself, but that's good. Um, that's good. You're so on a, seat me. On a, no, 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 you're, you're a little bit of a foodie, right? So if you, <laughs> if you had one meal that you had to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? That is one of the hardest questions I think that you could ask me because I literally love <laughs> all foods. If I had to take like a genre of food, oh geez, one single food, it would probably be like, I don't know if it's, if Italian is the right thing. I think just like straight pasta. Like I love pasta. I love carbs. Um, but I also really love Thai food. So I don't know if I could give either of those things up. What's your, what's your spice level on Thai food? Um, so on a scale of like one to five, it's a three. Um, however, there's a place in Omaha that I really love to get Thai food, for, Thai food from, and um, a three there is like fire. So I think I usually get like a two. I learned- give, him, give him a shout out. What's the place? Oh, Salween. Salween okay. Thai. Oh, so good. I've, I've heard wonderful things. I have. Oh, I've never gosh. been there, but I have to. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to throw another question at you here. So um, what, I, I got to throw this one. What's your most embarrassing moment? Oh, okay. I'm going to say this on the podcast and I'm only going to say it once. So if you listen to the podcast, you get to know literally it's, the most embarrassing It's going thing. out there to everyone. <laughs> it's going out there. It's out. It's officially out there. And you know what? I am so far past this in age now that I'm okay saying it, even though it is actually like terribly embarrassing. Um, so when I was in, I guess this was technically middle school, junior high, it was in California. So I was in sixth grade. I was standing in like the lunch line, uh, waiting to get a sandwich. And at this particular school, um, you had to get there early to get the good sandwiches. And so I was in line 
but I really had to go to the bathroom. So I peed my pants in line, oh. like <laughs> waiting for the sandwich because I refused to get out of line to get the sandwich oh, and good. had no other clothes. And so I sat in pee pants all day long. Sixth yeah. grade, not like third grade, sixth grade. Tim, you have a similar story, right? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, multiple, <laughs> actually, a few of those stories. Uh, yesterday, actually. Yes, oh, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anna, what's uh? So before your career, what was your favorite job that you had worked? So I really, before my career, I really only had two jobs. So growing up, I worked within the credit union system. My dad was the CEO of a credit union. And so he, at an early age, instead of um, like, instead of high school sports, he had me work at the credit union. So I went from doing like mail uh, processing to becoming a teller. And actually I put my, or I worked through college as a teller at a local credit union, wherever I went to school. Um, so I had that job up until I was a senior in college. And when I was a senior, I was like, you know what? I, I want to have fun. I still want to make some money. So I worked at a frozen yogurt shop, <laughs> which is also pretty on brand for me. I think in general, they're two very different jobs. Um, I think I learned more from the credit union job. I learned a lot of responsibility early on and customer service. And I think that that's helped me greatly. I think fun factor wise, the frozen yogurt shop probably took the cake there. It's awesome. That is awesome. Is there, is, is there anything that you apply in your career today? from the frozen yogurt shop from the frozen yogurt shop Ooh, no <laughs> <laughs> really no uh no i mean it, it was life skills learned at the frozen yeah. the froyo shop i mean it was one of those things where like i was managed by a high schooler in college and so you know it was just like it was a fun job i made money and it was a good time but no really no <laughs> free frozen yogurt i'd imagine right free frozen one yep one free froyo yeah. per shift absolutely that that's enough for me sold already. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think something that's always interesting is to ask, um, you know, you talked about your, your move to Kansas city with your spouse. Um, so how did you meet your spouse? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, so my husband, Derek and I met, um, at a local bar playing in bags league or cornhole league which I think this is a really funny story because first of all, I think it's like one of the most Midwest ways to meet <laughs> me being from the Absolutely. West coast. Yep. Like I'd never played cornhole bags. Um, and so I was in a league. The league was actually to win entry into UBA softball. So we both were playing on teams at the time. I was playing with a friend who, um, who was trying to win entry for his, his team. And then Derek was playing to win entry for their team. Um, we were like, I was on the worst team. So we didn't even make the, the championship or the playoffs or whatever it was. And only one team didn't make it. And that was us. And Derek ended up winning. <laughs> he so he ended, up, ended up winning. You he said? did. He, okay. he ended up winning. Yeah. So you ended up with the, the star of the, the bags tournament. I did. Yeah. I was, From I was a real jersey one. chaser. Uh, yeah. jersey chaser. <laughs> and, and he soon became the star of your life. Oh, that's right. I really oh. won. Yeah, honestly, yeah, you did. Yeah, good way. He was very sweet though, because I would like throw it and it would go up into the rafters. Like it would, like I would throw it way too high, and he'd be like, "Oh, it's okay." Wait, can we back up? Maybe that should be your most most embarrassing moment. (laughs) Like that could be. uh, I know. I felt pretty good about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay. So, just professionally, did you always want to be an OT? No, no. I actually didn't know what an OT even was until um, I was a junior in college. So um, before that, I, wa- I knew I wanted to do something medical. Again, I grew up um, within like the financial world. And I knew like that wasn't, I, I understood where that definitely has its place. It just wasn't who I was and not how my brain functions. 
Um, and so I wanted to be a PA, a physician assistant. And um, I took an elective class actually in my junior year. And it was with, it was sports and disability. And part of what we had to do was we had to travel with a wheelchair basketball team to certain events and I really just get to know folks. And so one of the coaches um, who was somebody who had sustained a spinal cord injury, pretty high level, was just talking about the difference between kind of the medical world um, and then the therapy world and kind of what they were able to do for him. So basically saying that his therapist gave him his life back. They gave him the confidence and the ability to live as independently as he could. And I really liked that. So from there is when I started to explore OT. Um, I got into it a little bit late. And so I had to kind of hustle to get all those prerequisites in for applying to school. So what would you, what kind of advice would you give to someone that is starting out in that profession then? In the OT profession? Yeah. Oh, I think like be curious just in general, because, um, you know, you learn a lot through school. And I think like the education piece and the foundation piece is so important. I learned so much through my field work in the first few years. I'm, I mean, I'm constantly learning even now, but um, being able to put yourself in those situations where you're uncomfortable and it's because you don't know it, but seeking out other people who might and gaining that knowledge, I think that's going to be your fastest way to really feeling comfortable and becoming an expert in your field. That's awesome. Um, and then to maybe go a little bit beyond that, if you could start uh, your own business tomorrow, what would that business be? So if you could remove yourself from being an, maybe it's still being an OT. I don't know. Uh, I feel like I know the answer to this, but yeah, no kidding. Um, I want the audience oh, to, the answer to this too. So yeah. if you could start your own business tomorrow, what would it be? So I actually technically do have my own business started um, on the side. I don't know that this would be like what consumes my life because I think I do love OT enough and um, honestly paid enough for my education that I would never want to give up <laughs> that, that part of my life. Good call. Um, the other, the other side. So the business that I have started is, is a cookie decorating business. The other, I, I think I'm a little bit weird where like, I love science. I love math, but I'm also, I wouldn't say like, I'm the most creative person in the world, but I love like the create the creative outlet as well. And I think most OTs do. Um, so I have always loved baking. I've always loved decorating. And so, um, a little, a little less than a year ago, I started taking custom orders for cookies and it's gotten decently big up to this point. So, um, I just booked through the first half of the year already, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so I've already technically, I guess, done that, but I'm not planning to leave OT. So, yeah. if, but if people want to do a custom order, um, you know, they can reach out to you, right? I feel like that's that you should Past be selling it June. to the audience. Past June. Past June. Yeah. After and I cannot June. ship. Good so, luck. only our Kansas City listeners, which I'm sure are few and far between. You never know. We got to push it to that yeah. market a little bit. Sugar more. Joy custom cookies. There Honestly, I'm going to say it, so I will. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, and then, Brad, I, if you have one last one, you know, question that can wrap up this bonus episode so that the audience knows who Anna is, what's it going to be? Wow. Um, well, so you, you just ended on the, the, the be curious piece of advice mm-hmm. and you're someone that has been curious to me as I've known you, who, who's been a mentor to you? Um, within QLI or just, just in, life? In, in life, who's someone that's been a mentor to you? So, I feel like I have a lot Um, if I'm making, so I'm thinking back, I guess, on even just like starting the cookie business, right? That was such a weird thing to just go and be like, yeah, I'm going to start doing this. So I kind of think of like, who do I reach out for, for advice for some of that stuff? I think I have two uh, in my life. And one is my sister. 
I think she is, she thinks so differently than me. So she is one that on the other side, she is like full financial. She's a financial advisor. Um, she is pretty analytical, um, and how she thinks about things. And so she kind of evens me out a little bit where I'm a little bit more of a dreamer, I guess, when, when it comes to that. Um, and so I think she's really good about bringing me back down to earth sometimes. And then my husband, Derek is also one, we both, um, with COVID and with the move, we actually both work remotely. So we're coworkers. And so we are literally with each other all the time uh, <laughs> we still like each other shockingly that's a win yeah. hey i know it is it's good uh but he is one that continues i think just to push me in everything so he's like oh you want to do this well why don't you think about this like why don't you do it bigger and so i think having both sides of that so having somebody that kind of brings me back down to earth but then also having somebody that's willing to push me further than what i'm even thinking i think sure. is, um, i think those two make like the perfect mentor for me it's excellent that's awesome well, we hope um, all of our listeners, we got to be, I mean, you made a comment last time. We've, how many downloads are we up to now? It's more than a hundred. It's like 152 or something. So 152 listeners now know Anna a little bit better. There you go. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So they know where they can order custom cookies. That's right. They know about her embarrassing stories, her embarrassing moments. That I peed my pants. As, Your pants. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, again, we hope this is just, you know, a little bit of a, you know, inside look at the team for continue tele rehab. Uh, we've got a few more of these episodes coming up, so be on the lookout for those. They'll be sprinkled in along with the scheduled uh, podcasts coming out. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining the conversation today. If you found it helpful, please share with your family and friends. You can learn more about us on our website at continuetelerehab.com. We're also on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook if you want to follow us there.